there. This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Well, he's Third. he's here. Third time is a charm. And for all of those who are listening and don't know what that means, we're not going to tell you. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> John's he's such a tattletale. Hey. And speaking of John, yeah, I almost forgot what he looked like. There he is. No, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm not feeling so well, but I'm here. What do you got? A little flu? A little grippa? <clears throat> uh, grappa? No, I I picked up some. Uh, some disease, I don't know what it is, some virus. Um, well, in, in uh, not so many days, I, I did five flights. So all that recycled air and human contact, I picked something up. You know, and it, it's, I, I just can't, it, it, this just occurred to me, but I can't help but overlook the irony of where you were <laughs> applying it to the word virus, you know? <laughs> Shh! <laughs> we can't exactly tell you where, I think we can say where you were, right? Well, I can hint. I was on the West Coast. Northwest. Northwest. Um, Pacific Northwest. (laughs) (laughs) Near um, Seattle. Yeah. uh, In a little town, small population called Redmond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm not going to say say no more. I think I know where you were. And and you caught a virus there. I don't know if I... That's a strange irony. I'm telling you. I don't know if I caught the virus there. In fact, you know, I don't know what the... The incubation period is for these things, but I may have even had it before I left. But I, I definitely didn't sleep well on the flights, and I, uh, I didn't feel so great on the way back. So that's well, it. I'm here. You, you don't <clears throat> seem the worst for wear. No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm still alive. Yeah, you know, good. viruses don't kill me. No, no, it's they not don't. this one. No, not yet. Anyway, yeah. So we have listener audio feedback. Yeah. And this is, uh, well, let's let her tell you. Why don't you play it? Let me see if I can get this key correct here. Uh, you know what? You know use, what? use the mouse. I'm just going to use the mouse so I don't screw this up. Okay. Hi, this is Liz from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I know you guys have received a lot of written feedback from me, but I also wanted to send you guys an audio message. So here it is. I came across your podcast in the iTunes podcast directory. And at first, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I was searching for things that interest me. And I, I heard your first, actually, your beta show. And I was pleasantly surprised to learn that you guys were both vegetarians, which is kind of weird since your podcast name is Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. But like I said, I had no idea what to expect. So that was nice because I'm actually vegetarian. I've been vegetarian since I was nine years old. And just recently began my transition to veganism. And there were other things in the show, the first show that I heard that interested me, like indie films and music. I actually have some friends who are musicians, and I like to support local musicians. And I also like wine (laughs) a lot. And I'm a cyclist, so I can relate to Rich a little bit, and I'm a developer, so I can relate to John a little bit. So I've been listening to your show ever since, and I love it. I think it's fun, it's diverse, it's informative. It's just a great show. I love it. I look forward to it every week. I guess I'm going to just end it now because it's your show, not mine. So good luck and success and my best wishes. And thank you for such a great show. I'm so glad you guys are out there. Well, thank and you. And by the way, oh. I am not swimming. 
What, what was that? I, I cut said, her off. She's, how rude. She said, and by the way, as an afterthought, she said, and by the way, I'm not swimming. Swimming. Yeah, well, she's a, a fitness maniac. So uh, we've become friends in email uh, since she emailed us because we did we read one of her email. Mm-hmm. She was one of our first uh, feedback people ever. Yeah, and um, I, in the short time I've come to be friends with her, I've I've known her to not not be at the gym. So I was just joking around one time. Uh, she's always at spinning class or or swimming or, or riding her bike or running. So I think that was a little joke. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not swimming. And you know what, Liz? I don't believe you. I think you are swimming right now. <laughs> she had a mic on on her suit. She's swimming, recording the, the feedback. No, that was Gabriel great. wrote a song just for her. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm the, I'm, oh, I know exactly which one. Yeah, It's a cool tune, actually. I'll, I'll leave it for the uh, listeners to figure yeah, that out. It's out. a pity we can't play it. Well, speaking <sighs> of your travels, John. Yeah. This sort of shoehorns nicely with something we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I'm 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 ill, so so hit me with it. What? This shoehorns nicely with things we were talking about a few weeks ago. What were we talking about a few weeks ago? Remind me. Travels, travels, and airport security. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know we we talked about this. I was really upset and irate, and uh, my brain is so addled with. Um, cold medication i'm sorry yeah i was accosted in seattle really yeah i mean it's all in the name of safety right yes i'm laughing under my breath uh it's all in the name of safety so here's a story i'm in uh SeaTac airport which i still think is a silly name in uh seattle tacoma airport and um it was it wasn't actually too busy there and i was surprised that i was able to get through the lines fairly quickly and then as it's uh, coming time for, for my uh, bags to get scanned, and I'm trying to be a really good citizen. I had my shoes off and everything. I had every single piece of equipment out in these plastic bins, going through the, the x-ray machines, not speaking to anyone, trying to be, you know, a nice guy, looking very non-threatening. I even took my watch off. Um, and then they took me aside. I guess I looked like a threat. I was, I was too suspicious. Yeah, well, you were too willing. I was too willing to you, be safe. You did a strip search. You, John was probably running around naked. <laughs> no, I had my belt off and everything. Well, they, they did. <clears throat> I, they're notorious for not wanting people to hang themselves on flights. So yeah. they ask you to take that belt off. No, I've, I've got a, a belt that's got a decent sized belt buckle, and it always goes off in the airport. So I figured I'd take that off just in case. My shoes always go off for some reason. Um, <laughs> that's not 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 explosively, but <laughs> they always beep. Um, so anyways, I'm going through and they took me aside. Do your shoes light up too? (laughs) Yes. And I was wearing a Scooby-Doo t-shirt. Cool. (laughs) No. So I'm, I got taken aside and, and, um, and the, the officer said, you know, are these your things pointing to the stuff on the conveyor belt? And I said, sure. And I went to grab them. He's like, no, no, I'll grab them. I'll, I'll take care of those guys. He didn't want me reaching for any explosives. Wow. Yeah. So he takes, he takes all the bins and I had three of them. I had my laptop out. Um, I had my. Um, my cell phone, everything, all my change, my loose change was in there, my belt. Uh, he takes all three bins and brings them over to this table, and he has me sit on the, in this uh, folding chair. And they've got these great rugs where they, they have these little uh, silhouettes of feet so that you know exactly where to place your feet. <laughs> it's like when, on The Tonight Show, there's that one tile with a uh-huh. star on it, so Jay and Johnny and whoever know where to <laughs> yeah. stand. But this is the exact opposite. You're the one who's not famous. Oh, infamous. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there. i got my feet on the little silhouettes. And the guy goes to 
take my stuff out of the bins and he decides to just do it quickly. So he grabs my, my laptop bag that has some open outside pockets and all of my stuff just dumps out. I had papers, pens, and my MP3 player. You know, mm. all the stuff just dumps out and lands on the nice terrazzo floor. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm a little upset, to say the least, because he was just completely careless with my things. Um, so then I, I stand up. He lets me stand up to to look at the, the MP3 player to pick it up and, and see if it works. And lo and behold, it was broken. They yeah. broke your MP3 player. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm miffed. And he decides he still has to do the search. So he's going through my things. And the way that they search them, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this is the case for every single TSA officer, but the way that this guy was searching my things, it was like I was a piece of meat and all of my goods were just things that were being shipped coast to coast, not personal belongings. I'm talking about my clothes, my papers and my bag, everything. He's just flipping through them and with no care. So I'm just a little upset at, at how I was treated. Um, it seems like the, there's not enough time taken to treat people like human beings and, and that the, uh, the items that they've got in their bags are very personal. So especially, you know, the fact that they broke my MP3 player, which is, you know, I'm out 200 bucks and all that they would offer me in consolation was here's a complaint form that you can fill out. That's it. And when you fill it out, the form fairy takes it away and delivers <laughs> it to somebody. And then yeah. the form fairy returns. I, I'm torn on this too. Cause I don't know whether I should fill the form out because it's just going to be some wasted time on my part. I really am not expecting any money to come Well, back. it's an interesting experiment. I yeah. would do it because it'll give us something to talk about in the well, future. sure. If they do, you know, get back to you. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I sort of want to talk about, explore this a little bit because um, on the last, uh, two, whatever, two or three shows ago when we talked about that, I'm not sure I, I spoke as clearly as I wanted to. I, I firmly believe the airport security of the past, pre-9-11, wasn't secure enough. Um, oh, you know, and, and even I, now it's not secure enough. Yeah, it, right. But I mean, that's <coughs> that's a, a different kind of thing. Um, so, you know, we were talking about the individual bag searches, like that they, every piece of luggage that goes on the plane, they search. Not a bad idea. I mean, it really is going to keep something from getting on a plane. Um, obviously, it needs to be done efficiently and quickly. And it, with respect to what you're saying, I think... You know, if you're going to be singled out, you do need to be treated like you're not a terrorist because the, the what, what 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 was that called once upon a time in our in our judicial system? Um, presumption of innocence. Yeah, presumption of innocence. Thank yeah. you. Uh, presumption of innocence still rules, and uh, well, at least it should if it doesn't, and maybe it doesn't anymore. Who knows? Well, but, he had a loophole there because I wasn't arrested yet, so he could presume anything he wants. Well, but there's still decency and courtesy. <laughs> that's that's the point that I was trying and, to make. And is people that, need to do that. Is that we're all traveling. We've got places to go. We're all tired. It's not an enjoyable experience for most people. And, and for me, it wasn't, obviously. But, uh, you know, you're standing in line for a long time. And, you know, the least they could do is treat you like a human being. And, and you know, if they find something, obviously, you know, take me to the floor. Do what they have to do to accost me. They but, didn't, they didn't <clears throat> cavity search you or anything, did they? No, I was looking forward to that, though. <laughs> oh, well, yippee. <laughs> Woohoo! No, but in case anyone's curious, uh, the form that, that I have to fill out... What's, if, if what's you guys the wanna, form number? If Does you it want, have a number? Yep, it's got a number. If you want to fill this out yourself, feel free. This is SF95 Claim Form. This is... Uh, I'm looking online right now because um, the paper one was just illegible. Um, it's Revision 1026-2004. Strangely enough, you fill the same form out, whether your equipment is broken or... There's an injury or death that you're trying to get uh, expenses for. Wow. Yeah. It's well, the claim for damage, injury, or death. 
Hmm. Well, fill it out. Uh, it, it, that might lead to some interesting uh, discussion in the future. Yeah. Maybe in show 6,040, I'll get my money back. There's a funny – well, and it's good because we have four digits in all of our show names, so we'll go that high. Oh, we we right. can go up to show 9999. No, but, I, I did some work with Y2K, so I didn't want to make that mistake again. Well, and don't forget, we can always append letters to the end now. <laughs> you know, We can go A through Z if you know anything about our last show anyway. So we can add another order of magnitude times 26 oh, to, the, our, uh, to our show well, naming. 26 to the 26th power, I think it is. Yeah, that's, that's crazy talk though. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's too bad. And it's, what's, I mean, this wouldn't have been the worst, obviously it's John's MP3 player being broken is, is awful. But the really funny thing is we used to use his MP3 player to play bumper and cue music on the show. And mm-hmm. if that was still, if that was broken, we wouldn't have been able to do the show today. Like we would have had to have made some changes in a hurry. Fortunately, we had already made them and we're using a, a different means to play bumper and cue music and stuff like that. But yeah, but it's, see, for me, Having having affected the show it would have been bad, but I also use the MP3 player every single day. I've got a, an hour commute back and forth to work. Well, and, that's the whole it, reason we're yeah. doing this damn podcast because yeah. you got an MP3 player. That, we were talking about. Oh, that. that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's your TiVo device. So radio. <laughs> we're just going to call this that. Maybe this is the memorial show because the reason for the show being in existence is is now dead. So yeah, there you go. Well, and speaking of music, yeah, let's play some. Um, who do we got again? You know what? We like them so much. They're back again. Minus Vince. I'm I'm still looking for Vince. I miss Vince, but the band's pretty good without him, apparently. Yeah, here they are. Sometimes things are far away from here. Like judge the perception of people who judge you just standing there thing that is. Sometimes things are supposed to be something.
took an odd turn there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard that song before? Yeah. The yeah. little music box ending was kind of cool. I never thought of mm-hmm. doing that. That's a great idea. I like that song better than the other Minus Vince tune that we played a couple, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, this song, uh, I heard it like uh, three or four weeks ago the first time, and, and it's stuck in my head. I keep playing it over and over again. Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, the horns were a little, little out of tune at the end, though. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? It's good, though. When you're playing horns, it's weird, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you can tune them and you, by doing different things with your mouth on the mouthpiece and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's actually hard to get a horn section in tune. But it was cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, com, I think, is our website. We'll post it again on our, our blog. Yeah, everything we do, we do have here, one of those, by the way. Everything we do here gets posted. Well, not everything, but Photo, every, everything of, that we plug gets posted. Photos of John's cavity search. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what I'll do, though, is um, I will post a, a picture or two from the, the one leg of a flight that I took from Seattle to Portland on the way back. and From the plane? Yeah, from the plane. I, I got a nice shot of uh, Mount Rainier. Oh, I've been on top of that actually. Have you? I climbed it. Yeah, you're a sick man. Well, my brother <laughs> Joe lives in uh, lives in Seattle. We were there about a month after St. Helens blew back in '82 or '83, whatever it was. Yeah, we flew over the remnants of that too. That was mm-hmm. pretty amazing. And um, while we were out there, we we it was really hiking. I mean, we did the the semi technical part of the climb, and then it gets to, you get to be near the top, and it gets to be really technical, and you need a little gear. We didn't do that. We didn't go to the very you didn't top summit. We went above the snow line. Oh yeah, we we went way above the snow line. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy because um, you know on the East Coast here, I think our our tallest peak in in uh, in New York is like four thousand feet or forty seven hundred feet. Mount Marcy, Mount Marcy, yeah, in the Adirondacks. It's tickling five. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's even close to it, but but man, the the, the West Coast mountains, you just don't appreciate them until you're there. Fourteen thousand four hundred and ten, I believe, is the number for Rainier. Yeah, and and the. Uh, guy I was with, um, he's a pilot, and he said, yeah, when we go up, you'll see that the, the cloud line, you know, the puffies, those are way below the peak of that mountain. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's, a, crazy. that's a tall one. And then, of course, what's the tallest uh, uh, in the United States proper, McKinley in Alaska? I think it's McKinley, but I don't know what the, the height is. Mm. I'm thinking 19, 20,000, somewhere yeah. in that range. You know, that's it's crazy. no K2 or or, no. Uh, or Everest or anything, yeah. but it's pretty respectable. Yeah, but the thing is... You're you're blown away when you see these these peaks, and then to think about what what uh, like Kilimanjaro is insane. Yeah, the, the world is an amazing place. All of nature's bounty, be it in the form of food, or mm-hmm. a beautiful canyon, or a beautiful <laughs> mountain. Yeah. So food. speaking of food, you know, people Mr. have Segway. <laughs> people have been complaining that we haven't been talking about being vegetarians. And for those of you who, who subscribe to this show because you thought it was going to be a vegetarian cooking show or something, we do apologize, but we never intended it to be. Nor will it ever be a show about only about vegetarianism. Yeah, we're, and we're not going to be doing some cooking demonstrations either. It doesn't really work well with audio. Well, I could. Well, that's mm, when we'll this start, is so good. We'll start filming too, <laughs> and it looks beautiful. So, you know, I said something to John a couple of weeks ago that really, really, really pissed him off. You know, we normally don't use foul language on the show, but... <laughs> it miffed me. <laughs> he was he was miffed. He was peeved. Yeah, and I think rightly so. And I'm going to tell you what it was. I got a friend who's a vegetarian, vegan cyclist developer. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I don't think I said it enough. Thanks for that great feedback. Oh, that was wonderful. Thank you yeah. again, Liz. Um, but I have another friend. <laughs> 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 I've who, got this friend from Florida. Who's Doc, a, I've got this friend who has this wart. <laughs> who's a, a vegetarian, vegan cyclist developer. And um, 
She made a meal for some friends of hers a few weeks ago, and when she described the menu to me, I thought it sounded pretty slamming, or for those of you who don't use that lingo, pretty delicious. And I believe the menu consisted of vegetarian gyros, gyros, or however gyros. you pronounce them. I believe hummus, homemade hummus was on the menu. And something like curried sweet potatoes. I, I, I think I've got at least two out of three, right? Probably three out of three. And then she, she, she went on to tell me that um, a couple of her friends were over. And um, while she was doing dishes, she overheard a comment from one of the people she cooked for saying something like, aren't you glad I'm not a vegetarian? Like, you know, when we cook, aren't you glad we don't have to eat this kind of stuff? At least that's the way I interpreted it. And I think that's the way she interpreted it. And I think it hurt her feelings. And it got, you know, that that got me thinking about how everyone accuses vegetarian food of being bland and having no flavor. And I know that certainly peeved John. Yeah, I mean, I, when I when I heard this, well, actually, I didn't hear it. And I, Rich sent to me an email uh some of this stuff. But when I read this, I, I said, you know, not, not only is it just plain rude, it's wrong. It's ignorant. That was terribly rude. I can't imagine. <clears throat> I, I would have thrown my friend out the window, actually, if I had <laughs> cooked for them, you know, to spend all that time cooking for them. And then they complained about it. And, and this uh, sounds great to me anyway. Yeah. And, and it, hummus is one of my favorite foods on the it, planet. It got me thinking about how people who aren't vegetarians and don't really take care of themselves, perhaps as, as, as well as they should. And you know, don't eat, you know, eat fat, they eat fast food and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And they, they buy a lot of canned foods that are high in sodium and high in fat. And I, I mean, so many people think that you need, they, they think that that's why their food tastes good. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I need to form this thought. And I, what I want to say is that, you know, you don't need lots of salt and lots of fats. You don't need to bathe your food in this stuff to, um, for it to be flavorful. And, and, and that reminds me of something that there's a famous chef on food TV at about 8 p.m., I'm not going to say his name. Bam. But <laughs> but he um I you know every he's he's very home style. I mean his cuisine is just home style, you know. It's he all it's all comfort food. Yeah, it, on it steroids. is. And you know when, when I eat broccoli, I steam it and to mm -hmm. me it tastes delicious. I don't put anything on it, but on one of his shows, mm -hmm. I he can be entertaining and sometimes the music on there is is funny. Did he deep fry the broccoli? He he battered it and deep fried <laughs> oh. it. I am not kidding you. So, you know, basically, he can he, ruin he anything. He deep fries spinach. Have you seen him do that? Well, if he'll deep fry broccoli, he'll deep fry anything. And and why would you do that? That's taking a food that is otherwise fairly perfect. It's a low glycemic carbohydrate. It's high. It's rich in antioxidants and fiber and all the anti-cancer anti chemicals that our bodies need. And and he he breaded it and deep fried it. And I'm sure at one point in the yeah. in the process, he said, Bam, <laughs> and then uh, and well, then he served it to people. This giant heaping mess of crap on a plate. <laughs> well, it's all shortcuts because the American uh, palate is just used to, you know, the, the the shortcuts in food to make things taste good, and that is just bathing things in grease, butter, butter, um, and, and not that these things don't taste good. Sure the, they the do. human body craves these things and well, wants and these a reason things for it because I mean, they they bond to, to certain receptors in our brain that make mmm sounds well but know? i think beyond that it's even deeper than that i mean you know fat calories mm -hmm. i think you know prehistoric man or whatever or whatever early early humans um you know fatty foods would sustain you because yeah. they were so high in calories they would sustain you yeah but it's like the equivalent of uh you know sweeps weeks on television like really bad shows <laughs> the stuff's not really gonna to you increase your intellect, but it'll make you feel good for a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, and, and it's the the way I'm looking at this is, you know, it's just plain ignorance because people haven't had enough foods to realize that 
that most of the planet, and then I'm going on a limb here, most of the planet has a, a, a vegetarian diet. I mean, look at the, the subcontinent of India. I mean, for crying out loud, most of the people in India are vegetarians, and they have got some of the most flavorful, flavorful food that you can have. Speaking of curry. Yeah. And... <sighs> And and even if they're not vegetarian, and I'm not talking about the culture you were just yeah. describing, but I'm talking about other cultures. I I visited a friend of mine in Washington D.C. and I I took the train down. We have Amtrak shooting right through the city here, and it's it's actually a pretty pleasant ride. I sort of like it, so I sometimes I take the train. And on the train next to me was um, a woman from the Czech Republic, and she spoke English very well. And she was traveling uh, back to the D.C. area, Maryland, or something. To she was living on this farm, and she had been in Utica visiting friends. But anyway. We got talking about our diets, and without even knowing I was vegetarian, she looked at me and said, "I'm I'm really shocked at the the, the way people eat. You know, usually it's a gigantic hunk of meat mm-hmm. and and a, a couple of vegetables. If there token are any vegetables, vegetables. On a plate. yeah, they're token vegetables." And I said, "Well, tell me about your your you know when you go, when you live in the Czech Republic, how do you eat?" And she said, "Well, if I do eat meat, it's a little little piece of meat, but you know we do eat breads. There are some starches in our diet, and um, you know a lot of vegetables. So even if um the cultures aren't leaning towards vegetarianism, they're certainly um, not as, uh, um, what's the word I want? Not as... as uh, Grotesque uh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the word I was going to use. They're, they're not as heavy on the meats in their diet. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my point. Yeah. And, and even my uh, culture uh, from Italy, I mean, for crying out loud, people think that Italian cooking is, is these, I don't know, meatballs and spaghetti and, and heavy on the meatballs. But... No, my my mother is from northern Italy, and um, she didn't know what this cuisine was that we were having that, that was going by the name of Italian cuisine when she came to the U.S. Um, now, is she from Bologna? She's from Bologna. Yeah, I'm going to butcher that. No, Bologna. Oh. I'm not going to mispronounce Italian words, because um, if she ever hears this, she'll kill me. Um, no, she, she uh, was uh, raised on a lot of uh, rice dishes, you know, risottos and and polenta and and uh, minestrone, a lot of vegetable soups. Um, sure, there was meat in, in the diet, but it wasn't the focus of the diet. And and again, tons and tons of flavor. I mean, it's it's just ludicrous to me that people can think that vegetarian is a, is a flavorless uh, meal. I think maybe what this person was reacting to at this dinner party was that they weren't used to the food and they were they were just plain uncomfortable uh, outside of their own uh, little sphere. You know, this gets into something else too. And I discovered this when I sort of became a vegetarian. Um, most people don't chew their food enough. First of all, I, you can observe that and, and people, but you know, chewing your food begins the, the digestion process, mm-hmm. right? It mixes with saliva. This is important. And and more flavor comes out. Exactly. When, when yeah. you when you chew your food longer, the actual flavor of the food comes out. And you know what? Broccoli with nothing on it is delicious. I love it. I can't I like raw you. broccoli yeah. on salad. Sure. Great. Raw broccoli. I steam it. Mm-hmm. I, I got some in your fridge right now. After mm-hmm. we talk, I'm going to eat more. <laughs> yeah. And there's lots of stuff that you can have that, that just has lots of flavor on its own, um, not just vegetables. But so anybody who knows how to cook can mm-hmm. make things flavorful. I mean, you know, there are, I mean, it's a, cooking is a profession. You know, not everybody's going to be good at it. And some people aren't, some people aren't. And, and again, it's just taking shortcuts by deep frying. And, and my, my grandmother, she said it in Italian, so I'm not going to try to um, butcher the Italian language and, and come up with the phrase. But she, it's a, it's a saying that has come down uh, in my family. She said, if you can deep fry a stick, 
I would eat it because it's going to taste the same, you know? <laughs> so it's just a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I thought you were going to rant more. I'm a little disappointed. No, I'm, I, the only other thing that I would say about this whole thing is that, you know, we've talked about the, you know, the, the shortcuts to, um, you know, using heavy fats and, and butters and all of that to, to make things taste, you know, really good to your brain. But, you know, the, the entire uh, Eastern Hemisphere um, was was raided by the, the Western Hemisphere because of spices. And spices really make food tastes great as well. And we're not just talking salt, because I think salt technically is considered a spice in, this, in the world. But there are so many different spices, and, and the Indians have, have perfected this. Each family has their own spice mixture. Um, well, that was sort of an interesting tie yeah. into the Dune film, right? I mean, for centuries on this, right. on this planet, you know, we traded ships full of gold for ships full of spices, yeah. right? You know, because yeah. spices come from different parts of the world, and getting something from this continent to the other continent was a big undertaking. So it was worth yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. And the reason just, why this continent exists is people were looking for shortcuts to spices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and my tie into Dune, of course, is that what was the commodity? They were spice. That's right. And he who controls the spice controls the universe. Yeah. The Even in the future or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we've got another song. Yeah. That is, if you're done with your crazy rant, calm down, John. No, I'll, I'll keep bringing the The thing is, I'm, I'm not you feeling maniac. well. Yeah, if I was if I was feeling better, this this table would be slammed upon by my fist. His his com- face right now is the color of his walls. He's human. <laughs> He's steaming. I'm which kidding, which of wall? Course. The white one. I'm probably pretty pale right now. So I got, you know, a lot of local music around here in Central New York, and um, I approached uh, a musician by the name of Devin Garamone, who's got a cool CD out, and like an idiot. Um, I don't remember the name of his CD. I think it's <laughs> I think it's Night Blues. I don't actually have it in front of me, but it's, we'll have I think it on it's, the site. Mm, yeah, I think it's called Night Blues. And he said I could play anything I wanted off of uh, off of his record because uh, he he wants some exposure and it's really good stuff. He's got some really talented, amazingly talented people in his band, and he, he's a saxophone player. His name's Devin Garamone. We'll link to his website. I think it's devingaramoneband.com. And um, we're gonna play a song. Move it. It's called. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's the name of the song. That's the name of the song. And Come on, <laughs> that Rich. was just silly. Wrap it up. <laughs> but um, one thing he did ask me uh, to do was mention that they have a regular gig at a little club in Utica. It's a little club called Space Twenty Six, which is a martini bar on Bank Place next and, uh, to Space Twenty Five. Mm-hmm. I think it is. That's a textual address. I think it's Twenty Six Bank Place, <laughs> and um, they play from uh, eight thirty to midnight on Sunday. So that's right now. That's tonight. Like we could leave right now and make it and catch their show but anyway why don't you not going anywhere all right fine play the song here's the tune
Yeah. Killer, killer, killer. That is what jazz sounds like. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of people think that sort of watered down David Sanborn, Kenny G stuff is jazz, and it's not. <laughs> I'm snoring. No, jazz Jazz is a very expressive form of music. and, and Harmonically very interesting. Chords people don't like the sound of. Ooh, yeah. that's weird. It's it's not the kind of music you hear in the grocery store trying to fill up space. Yeah, elevator music, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So that was uh, the Devin Garamone band, and uh, they're just tearing it up, man. They were grooving like maniacs. On this record, Night Blues, he actually got a world-famous jazz musician to play by the name of John Abercrombie. That's a big name in the jazz world, if anybody isn't aware of that. He, he doesn't hang out with a guy named Fitch, does he? <laughs> he might. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's just uh, silly. You weren't serious, were you? No. So we got, what are we going to, we going to talk about like top five? Yeah, we're going to do another top five here. I don't have five, but you do. That's cool. But so A lot of mine are on your five anyway. Well, we have some crossover, but. We definitely have one crossover. <laughs> yeah. Last time we did a top five uh, television episodes, and this John, this time uh, we're going to go with that food theme again. And John saluted the Brady Bunch, and if yeah. only Alice were here to talk about food with us, that would make it complete. She makes me, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this, this, one, this one is going to go along with our, our earlier theme, um, top five things people say to us, or people have said to us. Uh, when they find out that we're vegetarians, pork chops and apple chops. And and I'm and I'm going to stick in there some of the things that I'd like to say in response. And this is a man who doesn't curse. <laughs> Be prepared, everyone. Well, why don't you go first? Since you actually have five, and I have two, and one of, one of mine collides with yours as it is. All right, you've already heard me say stuff about this, uh, but I hear this a lot. But uh, you're Italian. I get that all the time. Like, they think that you can't be an Italian and a vegetarian. Crazy. That is weird, though, that yeah. you are an Italian <laughs> vegetarian. <laughs> no, uh, that's, that's yeah. cool. Well, I'm going to do my... Well, my response to that... Uh, is what? Well, if I was in the airport, I'd say, no, I'm, I'm not Italian. I'm an Islamist terrorist. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great thing to yeah. say out loud at an airport. Oh, okay. I'm going to do one, and I, I'm going to steal one here <laughs> because it's on my list, too. And, uh, of course, what we always get asked, and as a celiac, I get asked this all the time, too. What do you eat? You know, Well, we just don't eat. That's why I weigh 10 pounds, and <laughs> I look like a, a, a skeleton. Yeah, because people can't conceive of food without meat. And that's uh, really awful because there's an awful lot of food in the world with meat. Try it sometime. I dare you, everyone. Yeah. I don't think we have to dare the people who listen to the show. Uh, my number four is why. <laughs> why. Simple as that. Just why. Is it the letter or the word? Uh, it's the word. Oh, like why are you vegetarian? Yeah, like why am I male? <laughs> why? Really? Do you yeah. think being a vegetarian is 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 as little a choice as your gender? <laughs> well, I think that some people lean towards uh, being a vegetarian, and, and I certainly did, uh, but. Well, for me, it's know. all about it's it, all about my health and my well being, mm -hmm. you know. And um, just uh, one of the things that I do is I I eat organically whenever I can because, quite simply, I'm not going to uh, choose to eat foods that are bathed in pesticides. And if any of you uh, haven't read the book Fast Food Nation, you need to because mm -hmm. there's a great chapter in there on uh, commercial potato farming and the number of pesticides they 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 bathe potatoes in. That, that you're eating when you buy over-the-counter French fries at some of these fast food places mm -hmm. is is horrific. Yeah, and and the the reason why I'm I'm even bringing up uh, why is is a is a question I hear it all the time. That's that's the first reason. The second is 
why why can't people just accept that and they have to question why um why ask why yeah well, I, I think it goes down to insecurity. You know, I absolutely. Think a, I have this brother who's basically a giant jerk, and um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we is, would be, is physically giant. He's a giant jerk. No, he's not that big. He's okay. a little heavier than me and shorter, but he's his his jerkness is is, is of epic proportions. And um, he's titanic jerk. He's okay, he's I'm a little gonna... insecure, but you know, at family functions, you know, cookouts or whatever, you know, there'd usually be stuff for me to eat there, corn on the cob, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But he he'd always I'd be there with my vegetarian girlfriend or something, and um, <laughs> he'd walk up to the grill, pull a pull a big slab of meat off of it, put it between a couple of buns, and go, "Mmm, good burger." When he walked by me, and it, like, what's the point of even doing that? Mm-hmm. I I already know you eat meat, and yeah. you know I don't. I it's fine. You can eat meat, you know. Yeah, so why I, isn't I, it fine with him that I don't eat meat? You know, and I and I get a, a lot of that as well. Um, I don't know if, if you've had people try to uh, entice you, almost as if. You know, I'm, I'm abstaining from, from meat because, you know, I'm trying to better myself and, and therefore I really would love to have some meat if someone would just push it in my face. And people go, mm, doesn't this look good to you? Absolutely not. I'm sorry. A big steak does not look good to me. You know, I'm going to be honest. Every once in a while when I uh, go by like a, a grill place, the smell of the barbecue sauce does smell good to me. You know, the cooking barbecue sauce. And of course it's being cooked with meat, but yeah. I'm not going to eat meat, you know, but some things yeah. are just pleasing to my uh, olfactory, you know, senses. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, my number three here it goes back to that insecurity. Well, do you mind if I eat meat? And this, I generally get this if I'm going out to, to dinner with, with someone else and they find out that I'm a vegetarian. And It's like you're a, a, an Alcoholics Anonymous member. Yeah. Do you mind well, if I drink in front of you? Yeah. <laughs> or actually, they, they're trying to be nice. They're trying to be, uh, you know, sensitive to, That's a to cool whatever though. issue. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. They, they don't want to disgust me. And, and that certainly does happen if I see someone just gnawing on a bone. But... <laughs> Flintstones. Brontosaurus burger. (laughs) The one that tips over the car. Well, I'm going to do my uh, my number two, and it it actually relates more to, uh, (laughs) yeah, it relates more to me being a celiac because I was talking on the telephone or an email with with the guy across the table from me when I was sort of recently uh, had been just diagnosed with with celiac disease. And... um, you know, pasta, of course, uh, is typically made with semolina flour, and which is a wheat derivative. And mm-hmm. John said to me, <laughs> "This was when I was a new celiac, and he was um, not really aware of the whole the whole celiac trip." John said to me, "I can't imagine not ever being able to have pasta." So I thought it was interesting that John said that. I have since and educated, I admit, him. and I admit it, it was coming from ignorance, and it's ignorance that that most people have of of uh, celiac. John, what what kind of food do I have in your refrigerator right now? Uh. Pasta with with broccoli <laughs> with broccoli no yeah. so and, and for those who don't know um, the kinds of pasta someone who has to eat a wheat free a gluten free diet can eat would be you know they can make pasta from corn they can make it from a variety of uh, a variety of grains but I mm-hmm. prefer uh, rice pasta I mean the, the the Asian Asian cuisine has had rice pasta in it for centuries and yeah. it's it's delicious and there's a company I'm going to give them a plug there's a company out there called Tinkyada T I N K Y A D A which makes a great brown rice organic spiral pasta that uh, that I love and when I eat pasta that's the one I go for slamming and I usually don't make my own sauce I usually combine it with Amy's sauce which is really really good mm. and uh, Rich already stole my thunder but my uh, my number one here is well what do you eat as if I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> as if I you know I stopped eating meat and therefore I'm emaciating uh, and, I'm and looking at to, John right to, now I'm a, I'm a fat guy now he's about 80 60 
32 pounds. I don't know. You're, <laughs> you're looking pretty thin, John. Um, you know, go have a steak. Yeah. You definitely have to have steak in order to keep weight on. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we don't want to make fun of the meat eaters because we don't. Oh, well, I do. Well, okay. Let's I, alienate I, them all. I've been made fun of enough times where I think payback is in, is uh, is due. At work, I get the whole celiac uh, the whole celiac thing too, and it, it, I I will tell anyone who's listening from work, it gets a little old. <laughs> yeah, there, I, that's I, the thing that really I, I I tell people all the time if you come up with a vegetarian joke that I haven't heard, <laughs> more power to you. Yeah, I'd love to hear them. I work with this one guy who shall remain nameless. And um, what was that um, that band, uh, 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 Pyromania? Um, um, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. You know how they had that one song? Mountain Globe. Yeah. You know? So one of the guys at work, that's how it starts with this gibberish German. Um, it's not really German, although people claim they have translated into something <laughs> real. But in interviews, they say it's just gibberish. But anyway, Jerry at work. Oh, no, I've said his name. He always says, gluten me. You know, he starts it out with, yeah, ha, ha, funny. Might have been funny the first time, not the hundredth time. Thank you. <sighs> that's my heavy sigh. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually get it for two reasons. You know, you're you're nothing, mister. You're just a vegetarian. I'm hey, a vegetarian I'm, celiac. I get I'm, I get double barrel jokes thrown I'm at me. Submitting, man. I submit. You you definitely have more jerks around you than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's the show, right? No. We're all done? Yeah. No. The key didn't work. No. Well use your damn mouse. Oh, that's because I'm not in the application. Oh, there it is. Whoa! Oh. Well, I guess it's officially done now since yeah. you pushed the button. Yeah, and the way that I've organized these things now, we can't unpush the button. Well, I think it's time to get the source code and modify it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're done. That's another show. John's here in everything. Yeah, and I promise to feel better next time. Maybe I won't be so angry, but I'll feel better. He told me he was going to sound like a frog, but, you know, he sounds like John to me. Um, (laughs) I was all prepared to do the courageous cat. I'm the frog, Shane. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't have to do it. No, when I woke up this morning, I sounded like I'd been chewing on charcoal. But don't forget, we have a blog, www.bloodyveg.com. Yep, and feedback at bloodyveg.com. We are uh, still soliciting photographs. Yep. Audio feedback, pretty much anything you want to send us. Money, wine, food. Um, just no explosives. Yep, keep that away. And remember, you're listening to VIB. V-I-B.